Today on the Midweek Move, Pastor Scott and I are at Lead Conference in Lafayette, Louisiana, and we're talking about what's next and what it looks like for the church to continue. Hello, and welcome to Midweek Move, the show where we're going through the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and discuss its context. It's going to be a little bit different today, as Pastor Scott and I, as I said in our intro, are at Lead Conference here in Lafayette, Louisiana, and over the last... 29 weeks. <laughs> we're talking about the book of Acts. We're talking about how Holy Spirit falling out. What does lead conference pastor have to do with all that? Yeah. So we've been talking about what's next, your next step. And, and we've quoted this often Acts 2:42. and they continued. What do they do after the highs and the lows? And they continued. And so when we talk about, we talk about the book of Acts, we, we see this mass of people, but it didn't start out that way. Right. And it didn't necessarily continue that way. It was like there were 12 people that Jesus discipled and he spent time with, right? And they needed that. But even in that, Jesus would take three of them aside because that's what those three needed. Right. And so it was like Jesus was creating this, um, almost this pattern of living mm. that, that we see in the book of Acts, this pattern of living for him right. that is not just about one number of people right. or, or a play, one place or uh, a, a certain um, pattern of doing something. Mm. There is a pattern of living for Jesus that we need interaction with one another, right. this right here, yeah. but then we need to go beyond that. Because you need more than just me. I need more than just you. Right. And so now we go to three. And then we go to 12 of us. Right. And there are things that 12 of us can do that one of us can't do. Right. And so when we get to the book of Acts, we see now the 12 has become 120. Right. Right. Although over 500 people have seen Jesus, right, but only 120 are ended up in this upper room, Right. right. So then we have this 120, and then all of a sudden 3,000 people come into that. Right. So what in the world? What do we do, man? Like, what, what is that? So then they're like, and they continue. Right. Well, what, where do they continue? In the temple, house to house, right? Right. So they're in smaller venues, and they're in bigger venues. And so well, what does it have to do with me, Scott? Well, our relationship with Jesus is individual. Right. Right? Just us and Jesus. Absolutely. And then it's our household. Right. Our family. Well, then where is it outside of that? The local church, mm. right? So that's the healing place for us, the local church. Well, where does it go beyond that? Well, for us, that goes to a region in Louisiana. Yeah. So you and I are in what's considered the Northwest region, right? right? So that's a bigger group of people. Sure. Um, it's, it's some, um, you know, our region is probably some... Uh, 80 something churches or maybe even a hundred churches and it could be you know over uh, you know a hundred ministers or something like that right so that's bigger and then so what goes next well what we are a part of would be called the Louisiana network right which is even bigger so now you're talking about over 500 ministers you know almost 200 churches in a whole entire state and we come together one time a year right all of us together so I would ask you, like, according to what we've been going through in Acts, we come to this kind of bigger event, right? <laughs> right. What value does this have for you and I? Like, what value does this have for you right. outside of you and Scott, you and Pastor, right. you and the healing place? Mm. But now this broader context, what value is it 
uh, uh, for you right here at League Conference? I know for me personally, coming to League Conference, that what it does for, is it encourages me because, you know, there's always this thought of like, is it just me? Am I the only one who sees things this yeah, way? Yeah, that's so Am good. Am I the only one person who's going through XYZ situation? And then we come to the conference and we hear guest speakers, we, we talk to other fellow ministers, and we're, we're doing live together and we're like, I'm not alone in this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the only person seeing this situation, that situation. I'm not the only person struggling to go, say, above the water. Of yeah, people. yeah, yeah. And then when we discovered that, we're able to, how are you making it through? Man, yeah. I haven't thought about that. That's so good. How are you making this happen? Dude, that's a great idea. Hey, this is what I did. Dude, have you tried this yet? This was a really great success for me. So coming together in this has been able to, to lift us up, to encourage us. And then beyond that, it's the fellowship aspect. We're so locked into doing things. You said this last night, I thought you had an opportunity to speak to the, the ministers that we're, we're studying for a sermon, we're studying for a Bible study, we're not feeding ourselves, and then we're, we're feeling lost in the situation. Yeah. Instead of going to the Father for, uh, to be with the Father, we're going to the Father for direction. Yeah. And I, I sent you a message last night about that, how I expect there are people, there are ministers who they've forgotten the touch of a Father and the affirmation that comes with being with the Father. Yeah. Because in our faithfulness to serve, we're forgetting that he's not just our master, he's our father. Yeah, and so yeah. coming here, we're with other ministers who are going, hey, let's just lean in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remind ourselves of who, my name's not pastor. Right. Your name, I call you pastor, but your name's not pastor. Your pet name is Scott. My name is Dallas. Right. You know, and being here reminds us of who we truly are so we can be refreshed, so we can serve out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. And I think another aspect of coming to things like this, Dallas, and some people would be like, hey, I'm not in the ministry. I'm not a pastor. So that doesn't mean anything to me. Well, yeah, it does because you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Absolutely. You're a part of a kingdom, right? Mm. You're a part of a kingdom. So what that means is, is like when we come to something like this, it's not just all these new things that we hear or what other people are doing, but actually the Lord confirms things yes. that we're already doing. Absolutely. And that encourages you. Right. You know, we see that in Acts all the time. Like, like somebody will come in to the, to the apostles and the disciples and what they're finding with the apostles and the disciples is that they're dealing with the same things they're dealing with. Absolutely. We see that in Paul. Right. Paul all the time, he goes to the churches and he talks about the things he's going through and it's things they're going through. Right. And so it's confirming what the Lord's doing in them. Right. And so like, uh, like I just got out of a breakout session. Yes. And the breakout session was about mental health. Oh my gosh, we're talking about mental health <laughs> at, a, at a church thing? <laughs> well, we have just come out of 10 weeks right. of soul care right. at the healing place. We've been talking about the, the mind, mind, man, yeah. being transformed by the, you know, renewing your mind, transformation happening right. in your mind. Well, I come out of this mental health thing and it confirms something that we've been doing for the last 10 weeks, also confirming what we're gonna do on Wednesday night after we come back for this, right. which is deal with trauma. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm encouraged in my soul that we're on the right track. Absolutely. And that's why I think that the broader picture is so good because the Holy Spirit uses it to confirm in our own hearts, not just what we need to do or what we're not doing, right. but what we are doing is from the Lord. Right, absolutely. And guys, I wanna encourage you guys, that's the reason we're here at a ministry conference. That's at your church. That's the local fellowship. That's yeah, what the yeah. body's for. So There's good, so man. many people that they're locked into this. I can be a Christian at home. I don't have to be part of a local fellowship. You got to because yeah. it affirms and it confirms and it affirms what's in our lives. That's right. And that's so key, Dallas. Is like 
for us in our communities, it is our individual relationship with Jesus, our household, man, living for Jesus, right. our, our spouses, our kids, you know, all of that living for Jesus. Now let's get outside of that, outside of my family, my right. inner circle. And what I find out is, man, there's somebody sitting right across the aisle from me right. that's walking through the same thing I'm Absolutely. walking through. Or they've already walked through it. Oh, yeah. And they're coming on the other side of it. But even more than that, Dallas, and this is something that, that Travis said in our mental health deal, was from the platform. Mm. From the platform. Right. So when you go to your local body, when there is transparency... And there becomes confirmation, not just from the person sitting next to you, but from the platform. Right. That person is walking through what you're walking through. Absolutely. That person has come through something you're in right now. Right. So good. You know, coming back to the scripture, going back to the book of Acts, you see Paul and Peter and the other disciples, the apostles walking through stuff. And so much of it was affirming, hey, this is how I'm walking through stuff with uh, the Gentiles. And Paul's like, this is how I see it. And then there's that growth that takes place, even within the, the leaders of the church. They're not lone rangers out there doing it. They're in community, working, walking through tough things together, growing together. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. so good, man. So good, so good. So, are we good with this segment? I think we're good. And hey, don't turn this off. Don't continue to tune in because we're going to break this up. We're going to be talking to several people. Right. And uh, man, this is going to be an awesome, awesome midweek move. Absolutely. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody. I'm with a super amazing friend of mine. He is a brother. He's a friend. He's a mentor and probably a lot of other things. Uh, Scott Holmes, he is a network uh, superintendent for all of Louisiana, and he's kind of the guy that has called us. He, is, he has called us together as a whole entire state to just kind of come together. And we've been talking about value. What is the value of your relationship with Jesus, your household of faith, but then going beyond that to such a bigger deal? And so, Scott, I just, I, I just uh, first of all, Man, I love you. Thank you so much for this, man. This is so incredible. And for I know for me, I just came out of a mental health breakout, right? Yeah. And, and yes, I'm going to go and do some things, but it also confirms some things that we've already been doing, which I th thought was so cool that God had already confirmed it. But from your vantage point, like for anybody who's watching or listening, like when we start talking about outside of your little bubble, right. What is the value? What value do you see in something like whether it's somebody goes to their local body and that's bigger than just their family? What's, what is the value? What are some of the things that you see in that? Right. No, it's a great question, great topic. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, Pastor Scott, you know this and, and uh, our folks know it as well, that, that we've been called, you know, really outside of something greater than ourselves. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're part of a... A, a worldwide move of God yeah, yeah. that uh, so transcends just our own personal experience. And I think when we step into moments like this, it, it reaffirms and it reminds us that this is something that God is doing worldwide yeah, yeah. that we're, that we're al allowed to be part of. Yeah. It's bigger than ourselves. 
and that uh, other people are experiencing many of the same things that we're experiencing. So when we get together, there's this collective energy. Of course, yeah. we know it as the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, it's, and we just, it shows us. And again, we use that word reminds us that, that uh, man, people are walking down this path just like I am. Yeah. They're dealing with same life issues. They're yeah. dealing with some of the same questions. Yeah. And, and in many cases, it brings some confirmation because what's churning in their heart, like, hey, God's really speaking to me in this way, or I'm sensing this. They see other people kind of embracing that same uh, thought process as well. Yeah, and I think as well, like we've, we've gone through the whole book of Acts on this midweek move, and I think we, we, we see not only when, when they're gathered together, these amazing outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but also the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in really tough times. Yeah. And I think one of the key things is when we get outside of our scope is not only are people able to kind of talk to us about like where they're at and all that, but... I think we come to something like this, man, and we find failure, a lot of failure, yeah. right? But it's okay. It's yeah. like a safe space for failure. And it's almost like in your failure, you can be encouraged in being in an atmosphere like this. Yeah. Not because somebody's like, oh man, we're, we're doing awesome. There's 9 billion people in our parking lot or whatever. You know what I mean? It's right. more like, man, Easter didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to, man. We just, man. Last week, I just totally blew it on the platform. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not even sure, like, man, I spent the whole afternoon just questioning, did I even hear from God? Right. When even in that, so I think from your perspective as a leader, especially when we're talking over 500 churches, I mean, uh, 200 churches over 500 ministers, what do you get from something like this? Because you're the leader, and I think sometimes as leaders, we forget that God may have something for us, right. even though we're leading something. Right. No, that's, again, the, as, as people gather, yeah. just even like last night in one of the messages that was given uh, where you know, our entire body was able to hear a man present you know, certain things about his ministry— and they saw his vulnerability. Yep. They didn't just see all the success. They saw right. those moments where, hey, I tried something and I failed. Yep. And so when we can get so many people in one room and we all understand that we're going through the same trials yep. and the same questions, uh, boy, that was just a powerful moment. But for me as a leader, the, the win in one of these events is that that our folks are getting together. There's fellowship that's taking place. Yep. There's refreshing, you know, from a physical standpoint and a spiritual standpoint. Yep. You know, you walk through the halls of this church and there is noise everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people, but you know what? That's healthy, man. It's people and that, are That's laughing. one thing that we talk about all the time on campus is that I'll be walking down the hallway and it's like you can't even hear yourself think and you yeah. hear kids and everything. Yeah. And somebody will walk by me, especially a young person, and yeah. I'll go, listen. Yeah. And they're like, what? It's so noisy. And I'm like, no, that's health. Yes, that's, that's life. That's healthy, man. That is, that is healthy. That's yeah. life-giving. People aren't running to the doors. Yeah. They're not trying to get out of the building. Yeah. They want to hang out. Right. They're, you know, you got older talking with younger. Yeah. You got, yes, you got some younger that are smashing into people's knees and right. everything else. But it's like, that is healthy. So, and I think it's so, so 
I think it's so encouraging. And for many of you out there, I know you're not church leaders. You may not be church leaders or something like that. But what we're talking about totally applies to you as far as like you're lo- being connected to a local body right. that's so much bigger than where you're from. So one last takeaway, I think it's super important. I know you said this is my takeaway as a leader, but just in this little nick of time that we've had together, what's been something personal for Scott? Not superintendent, right, right, not right. pastor, not bishop, not not any of that stuff, but just like Scott. What is right. something that that has been a takeaway for you that you feel like has been a gift to you from the Lord for you personally? Well, again, uh, to, to get to that, let me just say this one thing. So many of the folks that are attending now are standing week to week in a place where they minister the Word. But these moments are special because they can come and they're being ministered to. Yeah, and so I think good. that's that's so important. So for me last night, as I was sitting listening to the to uh, you know our presenter, he talked about the, the the message that he presented hit home to me in such a powerful way that I had an opportunity just to go to the altar and and spend time you know with with dozens of people around me but it was that moment where the lord was just downloading into me a freshness and an encouragement and i think you know when we when we get in these corporate settings once again you know we're able to see sometimes in the midst of our personal struggle we get into these large settings we see what's possible we see where the lord is leading us even though we may not be at that step we see i'm going to keep going because i'm inspired to get to that step you know and even last night i i actually walked away from this place last night with a cup of dirt like i went i had matt go to the platform and i said get a cup of dirt so good. And and I've got that cup of dirt. Yeah. And by the way, if you're part of the healing place, you're going to see that dirt on Sunday. <laughs> I'm not re-preaching anybody's message. Yeah. We're going with what the Lord has spoken to me. But in the midst of that, I, it was a takeaway for me personally where I'm at in my life that I, I haven't been walking around my dirt declaring, speaking over my dirt. I've been too busy just looking at my dirt yeah. and not recognizing that there really is seed under that dirt. And I so thought it was good. really cool last night that the Lord had given like words throughout the whole night with people who had not talked. Yeah. They didn't know what anybody was talking about. Yeah. And then we had like, you know, the fire falling and then how it had to do with a seed. And then he gets up yeah. and he's talking about a seed. Same and he, thing, it's yeah. like nobody knew. Common thread. Yeah, I mean, it was everybody. like, it was like the Lord just moved. So. Listen, guys, we're going to have another segment on the midweek move. Again, this all goes back to Acts. You say, what does this have to do with Acts? We're living it in yeah. real time today. Yeah. Like, we, I was just Scott in Shreveport uh, on Sunday, right? Yeah. But then I was a part of the healing place on Sunday. Yeah. And then I made a drive, and now I'm a part of something bigger. And that's 1, 3, 12, 70, so 120, 3,000. Yeah. And it, it helps us maintain that mentality that, hey, I'm, I'm part of something much, much bigger. And I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Whether it's on a mountain or the valley, I'm yeah. not the only that's, one. That's and sometimes so that's enough to get you out of the hole. Yeah. Man, Scott, thanks so much, uh, man. It's been my awesome. My pleasure. It's All right, great appreciate to hang you. out with you. Appreciate you, man. Okay. I love you. Love you.
Hey guys, we got another segment. Man, we've just been talking about and they continued making a move. Um, we've been talking about kind of getting outside of your little bubble. And so my friend Chris Fry from Eunice is with us. And uh, so I just, just uh, I know sometimes when we come to like a, a conference, so to speak, anybody that's watching this, you're not a church leader. When we talk about coming to something like this, it would be akin to you being in your house and raising up your family in the faith and then going to a local body, something bigger than yourself. You're around people you're not around every single day, but you kind of do life with them a little bit. You know them, your friends. That would be akin to kind of what we're doing this week, right? We're, yeah. we're coming to people we know. We've, we've hung out a little bit with people. Not um, enough. <laughs> not enough. Not but, enough. Uh, but in the midst of all that, coming back to the book of Acts, like there were small groups of them and then bigger pockets at times. And then there were seasons where there were huge amounts. So for you, Chris, like just not just as a leader, but just as a guy, like somebody who's following Jesus, like what value is something getting outside your bubble? What, what value is there in your walk with Jesus with something like this? Okay, so first, it's always good yeah. to step away from where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just breathe. Like, <laughs> breathe. And, and just do something fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. That is not just fulfilling, but that you really wanted to do. That yeah, has yeah. nothing to do with work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's A number one, just getting away from breathe. where you are. Breathe. A day, two days, seven days, whatever. Yeah. One day a week. I don't know. Whatever works for you. That's just yeah. healthy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That just makes me a better person. My yeah, yeah. wife likes me more <laughs> right. when I get away from where I am just yeah, for a little yeah. while. So that's number one. But number two is seeing things that you would not have seen otherwise. Mm. Um, from a leadership perspective, corporate America to the church getting out of what you think you know yep. and seeing how something else is being done or yeah. seeing from another person's perspective. Um, cliche, exposure is inspiring. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm not inspired unless I have some exposure from beyond where I am. I, I think it's Wayne Cordiero that says, the eye can't see what's in the eye. Yeah, yeah. You need no another doubt. perspective. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about the book of Acts, Paul was always on the move, right? He stayed in Ephesus the longest. Yep. But then he intentionally passed by Ephesus because he had somewhere else to be. Yep. Taking the time to be intentional about where you are, yep. but also going away from that place to learn something else, to see from another perspective, yep. it's helped us bring something back yeah. to where we're supposed to be. And I think one thing that we covered earlier, man, is that sometimes it simply confirms, the Holy Spirit confirms something that you've already been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or something that you may have even questioned. Yeah. Man, am I like, am I on the right track? Am I? And then all of a sudden somebody says something and it's like, it confirms that what you were doing was on the right track. You yeah. know, I was talking about, we, I, we went into the mental health class yeah. and it was like, Travis was talking about mental health and we had just come out of something where, where that was our focus, mm -hmm. man, just the mental part. So for me as a leader and just as a, a guy following Jesus and trying to hear from Jesus, it was like, man, okay, not that I needed yeah. somebody to tell me, hey, you're on track, 
but it's just like a gift from the Holy Spirit. They're like, hey, what you were doing is, is good. And then you get to not just hang out, but man, it's like, it's like we get to, we get to hang out and we get to talk. Like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. But a lot of times, man, this stuff kind of becomes about, hey, how many are running and how many, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. There is a, wouldn't you say that there's a trap also in these, in these kind of gatherings as well, if we're not careful? Sure. Uh, how, how do we measure what we're supposed to be doing? And even if you remove the God factor, everybody wants to do something that is valuable. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's the difference between success and significance, right? We want to do something significant. So again, coming to something like this and having conversations with people that you don't normally get to have conversations with, somebody like a Travis Jones who is in another place that is nothing like Eunice, Louisiana. Richmond, <laughs> right. Virginia is nothing, <laughs> nothing like nothing Eunice, like Louisiana. No, no. So we're talking about, hey, what are you doing that works there? What are we doing that works here? And then not only are we learning from one another, but at the same time, we're affirming one another. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah, that does work there. But you just affirmed in me why we need to continue doing what we're doing where we are. Yep. Um, and it also, at times, it kind of opens up your... We have a tendency, as, again, another cliche, to think... Man, if I were over there, or if I could get this done, or if I could travel here. Yeah. Um, but we don't understand what went into that. That's so good, man. So sometimes hearing what somebody like a Travis Jones traveling all over the nation, large church in Richmond, Virginia, exploded in five years, but then hearing the reality Yep. Of the what dirt. he's going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah the man. dirt, the difficulty. Yeah. Hearing that side of it could also make you just grateful for where you are. That's so good. And and understanding it's really not greener on that side. Yep. That has its own challenges. I have my own challenges. Yep. So again, I just need to be where I am. Be fully present where you are. Do what I'm man, supposed somebody's, to do. Somebody's job always looks better than the one you have until you have it. Sure. <laughs> because, you know when, because when you have it, then you get behind the curtain and you yeah. get to see what goes into having that job. And you know that, that, that old analogy, the grass is not always greener on the other side, but it is greener over the septic tank. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's and like, then you have to mow it. Yeah, there's some stuff up underneath <laughs> that, man. There's some stuff underneath that that you yeah. don't know is up underneath that. So I think, it, I think what it does speak to, it not just not church leaders or anything else, just as a person, that I, I think what I'm catching from you, man, a couple lessons I'm catching from what you just said is, number one, man, give people around you space to be able to allow you to celebrate with them. Yeah. Right? And yeah. not be envious of what they're doing, but be able to celebrate with them. But also, secondly, is be transparent with those around you to be able to share your failures because yeah. they may be going through something maybe what you just came out of, mm. that, it, that your failure would actually be an encouragement to them. Yeah. Like you said last night, man, he was sharing his dirt. Yeah. He wasn't sharing all the, man, we got 14 services going on, and man, everything's great, and man, there's a glory cloud over the place, and every time yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the office, man, it's awesome. He was like, man, look, it was rough, it was hard, I couldn't see the seed, because yeah. the dirt, I wouldn't, yeah. I w I wasn't speaking faith over my dirt. I was just mad at my dirt. I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't, 
and and to hear that him speak about not just his failure but his hardship then it's like man okay yeah a diff- a totally different perspective of your quote unquote dirt mm. that now it's like we can sit here and I can talk to you not about my big day on Easter but I can talk to you about 3 weeks ago when you know it wasn't a great day right or when I woke up one morning and I didn't want to get out of bed or whatever right. and you can go Man, you need to have faith. You're not going to do that. You're going to be like, man, yeah. tell me about it. Like, what's up with that? Right. Our great Easter, went, but then the next week we, we were down 300 people. And so <laughs> right. it wasn't so great anymore. Right. Like, who's there on that day then? Right. Right? right. To go, hey, man, how you doing? So I don't know how much, I don't know how long this is supposed to be. But um, again, it's a biblical passage, but the principle applies across the board. It's this balance between comparison, which is an animal that just absolutely robs yeah. you of any fulfillment. We use the, the joy that we're supposed to be able to walk in. Okay? Yep. But then on the other end, having a competitive spirit enough to not become settled in a place that God didn't want you to become settled in. And I That's think right. that Paul spoke to it when he wrote back to the church in Philippi. And he said, I have learned to be content. Yep. It's not settled. It's not nope, satisfied not with less than you're supposed to. And it's not this comparison animal nope. over here that just consumes your fulfillment because all you're doing is watching everybody else's highlight reel and wanting to be somebody you're not That's or right. wanting to be somewhere you're not because we mistakenly think that the next place or the next success is going to fulfill us more than our current place or our current success. Right. It's I've learned to be content. No matter my circumstances, whatever I'm doing, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And stuff like this helps yeah. affirm those things. Yep. Yeah, I think we, we uh, several months ago, we broke that passage down to, to two words. I'm okay. Mm. Like, whatever's yeah. happening, I'm okay. Like, I'm not going to stand still. I'm moving forward. But whatever's going on around yeah, yeah. me... What's going on in me is more important than what's happening around me. Right, right. You know, because it, it speaks to Paul even going, you know, forgetting those things, I press toward. You talk about that competitiveness. I press toward. I'm moving forward. Yeah. Not comparison. I'm not comparing myself, but God's called me to move forward. Yeah, and I, I would even add to I'm okay, because there's some days I'm not, but <laughs> right. I know I'm going to be. That's right. Like, I'm not okay. This stinks. This is hard but I'm going to be okay. Yep. I'm going to make myself. And of course, I would use in Jesus' name, God help me, send somebody, send right. something. Or just mold my character yep. into a place where no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I'm okay with whatever it is that you have me doing. We have a little phrase, and I'll give it back to you. Just do what God tells you to do. Yep. That's what Paul did. Yep. He just did what the Holy Spirit would not allow me yep. to go here. Yep. Jesus told me to go here. Yep. It didn't look like what he thought it was going to look like. I mean, he had a Macedonian man, right? but then he found a group of women. It didn't look like what he thought it was going right. to look like. But he had a habit of just doing what God told him to do. And for me, he found contentment in that. Yeah, and I think the encouraging thing is is that if you're alive and you're breathing, then you have already come through hard things. Mm. 
right? You, you've already come through hard things. It did not destroy you, right? And that gives you encouragement and hope to take a step. And then we come to something like this and we hear that others mm. have walked through that same thing. Yeah. So awesome, man. Good stuff, hey, Chris. I appreciate you, me. man. Appreciate you so much. Enjoyed it. All right. Wow, we've had some really great guests on the show today. Um, we had uh, Pastor Scott Holmes, we had Chris, and just some phenomenal voices, prophetic voices, apostolic voices. Yeah, yeah. What is your big takeaway today, Pastor? I think the big takeaway is really what we've been talking about for 29 weeks. Right. Is, um, and they continued. Mm. Like they continued. Right. And they continued in that which they received from the Lord one-on-one. Right. That which they received in a smaller group Mm -hmm. and a bigger group and a bigger group and what they were all doing together. One of the cool things about this week is what we're seeing is that we're all doing some of the same things as it has to do with our relationship with Jesus because those things are across the board. Right. We're all doing it in different places with different groups of people in different settings whether it be rural, suburban, urban, whatever. Right. But we're all doing these things. And when we come together, what we realize is that then we're continuing to do those things together. Right. Apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers, all those things have happened. Right. In this context. When we go back to Shreveport, all of those things will happen yeah. at the healing place. Absolutely. When I go to my house, all of those things will happen in my house right when i go to the garage by myself those things will be happening with jesus right and so i think that whatever context we're in what we do for the lord should not change yeah those things should be um that those things should be foundational yeah and that's what we saw from the apostles and disciples which now has has brought us to where we are today as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth now. So good, so good. Guys, we wanna know what, from you, what have you taken away from today's? What was it like hearing these voices speak into your life? Because that's what these guys were doing. They're taking time to speak into your life to help you take your next step, to help you grow, to help you to continue in what God has put in front of your heart. So reach out to us, mediahub at thbstreetport.com or our Facebook page, The Midweek Move. Uh, just look us up, Rosie. Links in the show notes down below. And also, please check out these other guys who are on the show today because they're doing some amazing things. And I think that you will be inspired by what they have and maybe even help support what they do. <laughs> so, hey, until next time, have a great week.